It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that once again, I have nothing for this. I, I might have to ask, I might have to ask for submissions for this each week for people to try to give us the what were the only Baltimore podcast to do. Because I'm struggling. Your fastball? Maybe. Wow. Maybe. I'm getting old. Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, look, I, I people have been saying that about me in a lot of ways for years. So I you know, I, I have to, you know, come a little bit more correct next time. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. This used to be easy. These used to roll off the tongue for me, you know, but maybe the brain's just getting a little slower, guys. I don't know what to say. Maybe I, I got to let you maybe. guys. I don't know. Maybe I guys, I got to let you guys intro the pod. See how that goes. Mm, doesn't see. Let me tell you what. That was not a very. No one wants to intro the pod. No one wants to intro the pod. Um, gents, we have to start off this week, unfortunately, on a little bit of a somber note. Last week, we recorded super early in the week, recorded on a Monday night. Um, so this feels like not old news, but like, you know, a little bit aged in terms of um, it being a huge topic of conversation. But last Wednesday, just a super, super sad uh, sports day um, here in the Baltimore area, woke up to the news that Jalen Ferguson, uh, Ravens linebacker, passed away at 26 um, and then later that day, a uh, former Raven, you know, I would say a Ravens legend in terms of personality and being on the Super Bowl team, uh, Tony Saragusa passed away at 55. Uh, you know, just a devastating day for the organization. Obviously, um, you know, Jalen Ferguson uh, on, on the current team and dying at 26 is just so, so sad. I mean, you, you, that is just just a brutal, brutal um punch in the gut. And then Tony Sergus, look, 55 years young. I mean, not that old himself passes away. I, 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 you know, there are football aspects to Jalen Ferguson's passing that are not relevant in talking about, but they do exist. I don't think there's any need to talk about them, but just so sad left with three young kids, um, you know, and, and by all accounts, you know, from a professional standpoint, it looked like this was going to be a breakout year for him. It felt like everything was kind of coming together. Like, what you heard about him was that he was confident, gotten his body in shape, was sort of ready to like explode onto the scene as a pass rusher and seemed to also be beloved amongst teammates. I mean, the things you saw on Twitter and, and quotes and things like that were, were, were super devastating in terms of guys he'd gotten close with, you know, you know Patrick Queen and, and others. Um, just a very, very sad situation. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Yeah, really tough news to wake up to and have to – open the laptop and write about, it's just, it's just sad. Um, there's not a whole lot more that you can say about it than that. It's just, um, like you said, he, he was right there on the verge of, of kind of a make or break kind of year. And, and by all accounts, he was, you know, the proverbial and best shape of his life and showing signs of life in terms of, you know, making advances and practice. And um, yeah, I mean, guys on both sides of the ball coming out and saying how much they, they loved having him around and how nice a guy he was. And, you know, like Ronnie Stanley talking about how, you know, he would, he would be telling Ronnie, you know, when he was kicking his ass, like, Hey, that was a good rep or vice versa. They're just like a guy who loved to compete, but a guy who at the end of the day had respect for his opponent, just a good guy by all accounts. And, and he obviously leaves, find a partner with three kids and that's, that's a tough situation for sure. And um, I know the organization will take care of them as they, they always do. Um, but yeah, just a sad day, sad day for sure. 
it was it was bizarre just with like how the news was coming out. And again, I mean, obviously both both cases were very very sad. And again, you have them on both kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum. One, like you said, is this up and coming, still very. I mean, twenty six is, is is super super young. And then you know, again, you have this guy who's a fifty five year old. I mean, he is he's. I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore of Ravens characters. Like there doesn't. He, if they, if it wasn't for Ray Lewis, I mean, Sarah Goose is probably the biggest character or Shannon Sharp, you know, in Ravens history. Um, so again, it was, I mean, both cases were very, very sad. And, you know, as you're seeing the news trickle out and stuff like that, that's, that's obviously when it gets worse. And I mean, the, the pictures and videos, like you guys have talked about of him and the kids, uh, Ferguson, that is, were just, just awful. I mean, I mean, they were great videos, but it was just heartbreaking. Again, and you stop thinking about him as a football player and you think about him as a dad, brother, husband, friend, uncle, you know, whatever. And then again, I mean, Saragusa, it was it was neat um, seeing all the videos, I guess, that a lot of the Ravens had put out from their they had the 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 anniversary last last month, I think. Um, you know, I saw the video of and you, I mean, again, I'm not a Ravens fan by any means, but I enjoy those videos seeing like. Ray Lewis and Saragusa and I think it was Billick and I forget who the other one was with. And they were given like, I think it was Sage Steele. They were giving her a bunch of shit cause she wasn't there. Um, yeah. I mean, he was just a character. Like you said, Saragusa was just, he was, I mean, that first hard knocks again, a lot of people are just seeing these clips kind of for the first couple times. I remember watching that hard knocks when it came out and it was like, this is, this is amazing. Like these are fantastic clips and they're just so funny all those years later too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very bizarre, weird and just sad day for, for, you know, everyone and everyone around the organization fans, again, all, all the teammates and players. I saw uh, Sarah Goose's funeral was today and I saw pictures of a thing like Ray Lewis. And I think Todd Heap was there. Um, a couple other guys too, Shannon Sharp and all them. So yeah, awful, awful, awful stuff. Um, said it was just a very, very weird day it was last Wednesday. A lot, a lot of tribute videos and tweets and stuff like that that were made probably forty or fifty years before they should have been. So, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's tough because you know as you said you would hope obviously you hope that that someone you know lives as as long as as you know you you feel like someone should and like it's, it's Tony Saragusa was going to be a super fun person to like have a life celebration for like, and not that that didn't happen, but it just shouldn't happen when someone's 55. And that's what makes it so much more sad. Um, because as you said, like an incredibly in a team with an amazing personalities, you know, even like a Rod Woodson and in, in there as well, like he was one of the dominant forces and, you know, will always be remembered if when you go in the annals of great, NFL defenses, he is going to, he and Sam Adams are right at the center of that entire thing, you know, just plugging up run gaps. So Ray Lewis could just run around without getting blocked, you know, just occupying forces. And like, I, my favorite Tony Saragusa thing beyond like the, um, you know, stuff from hard knocks, as you said, like, you know, obviously had the TV career, which, which made him, you know, in people's lives for a long time, past just playing. But when he runs out, we post that clip every year of the like introductions to the Super Bowl, like the introduction of the defense, which I think the Ravens are like the last team that had everyone get introduced um, on on one side of the ball. Maybe, you know, maybe the next year it's continued to happen. But um, he just runs out and just yells, let's fucking ride. And I feel like if I was like 
not young and would have recognized what that meant. I'd be like, oh, there's no chance we're, this team's losing. Like that was just just epitomized the amount of confidence like that entire group had. And I feel like he is just, you know, that's why he's a legend with, you know, no Pro Bowls and, you know, no individual accolades. Like that's what makes you into like confidence like that and a personality like that. Um, yeah, that dude should have been telling stories to cameras about to Ray Lewis documentaries and Ravens documentaries and Shannon Sharp documentaries till the end of time, like just seemingly an amazing storyteller. So a big loss. And then as you, you know, you guys touched on Ferguson as well. And, and, you know, I just, that's like, it's just so crazy that I, you know, to have the the three young kids and it's just like, that's just awful. Like just, that's just, just never happened to anybody. And I just feel horrible for them. Yeah. Um, I echo everything you said on Sarah Goose. I didn't really touch on him before. It's just, I think of that 2000 defense as like a character in itself, like one single character. I don't think about it as 11 guys per se. I think about them as a gigantic persona, like a melting pot of all these different characters. Um, And that's the team that, you know, really got me into football, got me into the Ravens, you know, more so than I was like, it really got me hook, line and sinker. As, as it did most of this city for a generation and a half that kind of missed out after the Colts left. So um, he was maybe the most loudmouth of all of them, the most vocal. I remember in the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, he was the star of the show at, you know, Super Bowl media day. He was the one on the cover of Sports Illustrated with, with Michael Strahan. Um, he was kind of the, the vocal, obviously Ray Lewis is kind of the, that was the focal point, but in terms of who, who was the veteran leader in terms of, I don't know, being the character in the room and keeping things light and everything. And that was Tony Saragusa. And um, it's, it's kind of strange to hear what he had said about his own father a few years ago on Howard Stern show. I'm, I think a lot of people saw that clip about him almost foreshadowing a death like this, um, which is sad and a shame, but it in some sort of sad way it it's fitting i guess which you know kind of feels wrong to say but it is what it is it it, it kind of is so um it'll be missed for sure and uh that like you said the documentaries they've got that um documentary that's coming up that 30 for 30 that's in the mix that who knows if they got to them in time to do some interviews or not but um Either way, it was it was good to have Tony Saragusa in purple and black. I, I know a lot of people have been tossing this around, and I don't think his name came up when we talked about it, about the Ring of Honor. I think he – I mean, I, I think obviously now, you know, he'll go in, which he should. Again, I mean, he – and, you know, people are saying like, oh, well, no Pro Bowls, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, excuse me. And it's like obviously this is a special case for the circumstances, but – Again, I mean, if he goes into that Ravens, that ring of honor, I think that 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 day will be pretty neat, you know, again, to, for them to celebrate, his, you know, his life and his legacy and his career. Because, again, they were saying they were like, you know, guy out of pit wasn't I mean, he was never a pro bowler. He was never the best player, you know, on any team. But again, like like you were saying, he did. He fit the system so well and he played so well with the the defense around him. And I mean, him and Sam Adams, again, I watching the video the Ravens put out of him some of the hits that he laid on Eddie George, again, who was not a small person, like some of those hits were just, I mean, they, they would, they were shaking the house. They were so big. So yeah, again, I mean, big, big guy, you know, big character, big attitude, um, big coats on the sideline for the Fox. And that's funny to me too, is a lot of people are like, 
oh yeah, that's the guy from Fox. Like that's the sideline guy. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like he's like, like you said, he was the key cog in the middle of the best defense ever. Like he was, he was there. He was the upside down visor. Like he was doing it all. Yeah, I think what they would – I wonder if they've ever thought about it. You really – they should really just induct the entire defensive unit as a whole into the ring of honor. That would probably be the way to mm-hmm. – you know, as you said, they're almost a character of themselves, and it's obviously considered one of the best units in the history of the league. So in terms of, like, accolade, like, if you do any ranking, you know, you'd put it up there. So maybe that's the way they end up doing that. Um but yeah, just a just a brutal day. I, Bashadi, I believe, said in his statement, like just a tremendously sad day for the Baltimore Ravens. It kind of sums it up, um, you know. So, rest in peace to, to Jalen Ferguson and, and Tony Saragusa, and and just just so sad. Uh, feel bad for both those families, and and uh, just especially praying for Jalen Ferguson's young kids because that is just a that is just so, so brutal. Feel so bad for them. Um, it's always a tough transition here, but we'll move on to. Um, the Baltimore Orioles, a team that continues to be very exciting. Uh, first winning month since August of 2017, which is one of the wilder stats I've heard in a long time. Um, but continue to play good baseball. And I, I feel like the momentum grows each week as we, you know, this discussion point for the last like three or four weeks has kind of been similar. Uh, they keep winning series. Um, guys continue to step up and be exciting, especially younger guys, you know, Adley continues to play well, but even like your Austin Hayes and people like that. And me and RDT, were talking about this before you jumped on banks, right before we started recording underneath all of that, if you're really plugged in is these minor league guys just ball out every single night, every single night, there's a Gunnar Henderson highlight, or there's a Westberg highlight or whoever. And this is a, I think it's a good time to be a Baltimore Oriole fan right now, as crazy as that sounds, it's a team under 500, um, but they're playing good baseball. And I, you know, I watched a little bit of, the, I watched the game the other night against Seattle when they hit back-to-back home runs and executive innings. And I felt something and I can't remember the last time I like really felt something <laughs> watching a Orioles regular season game. So um, really awesome stuff. Yeah, it was uh, the game again, obviously they ended up losing the series. They got smoked today, nine, three, um, the Wednesday game, Tuesday night's game was a, it was a, just a, a very upsetting game because that was an easily winnable game. It was just, they lost two nothing on some fluke plays in the eighth. But yeah, I mean that game Monday night where they had, you know, back-to-back home runs twice, um, you know, Adley had a bunch of family and friends there, obviously he's from the area. And you know, when they were like, Oh, his grandfather's going to be there. I tweeted out in the morning, like there's no way Adley doesn't hit a home run. And of course, I mean, he smoked that ball, you know, right over the fence, barely got it over, but, that game, and that was the game where on Twitter it was like, again, it's ten o'clock at night on a Monday, and every it seemed like my entire timeline was up watching the Orioles, and they're like, "Oh my God, Hayes hit a home run, Santander, Mountcastle, you know, Mountcastle, um, Mullins is making every play in the outfield." And yeah, it's like this is, this is it. Like again, obviously, I'm tweeting like, "Oh, the Orioles are good. This is what we thought they were going to be," and I'm getting people like, "They're not good. They're under five hundred. They're in last place." And I'm like, "No, I get it." But again, I think series like the or like the games they've been playing. I know going into this series, I think they were ten and four in their last fourteen games, and that was tied with the Red Sox or it was tied with the Yankees for the second best record in the last fourteen games, only behind the Red Sox. Um, like I said, I mean they're still the thirty-five and forty-two. You know, again they're twenty-one and a half games back of the Yankees. But it's like if you're not watching this team and seeing like 
they are making strides. It seems like the plan is coming together. Again, things are happening. Like all the production they're getting is from these young guys that we've been told, like, just wait, just wait, just wait. We waited. Now they're up and like they are, they're performing. And it's like, that's, that's what makes this so sweet. That's what makes like, you know, 2018 and 2019 were awful. And that's what like seeing the return, the fruits of the labors. And again, it's not even all the fruits of the labors yet. We're still waiting on, like you said, Gunner, Gunner Henderson, Jordan Westberg, um, freaking DL Hall and Grayson again. You know, there's a ton of guys that we're still waiting on. Um, again, are they a good team? They're playing good baseball right now. We'll say that again, first winning month in five in almost five years is, is something. It's not a great stat. It's, it's great that it's over. Um, but again, it's like, if you're not watching, if you're just being like, oh, well, they're in last place. They're not playing good baseball. It's like, that's just not true. Like you have to, I think you got to kind of look at it in a different way. I think they're playing much better the last two months. Again, they played the Yankees 13 times. It's, it's, you know, a, a tough schedule. No one is going to benefit more from the balanced schedule than the Orioles are. Um, that's something that will, will, I can't wait to see that next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to see. And again, I think people had a lot of fun this week. I mean, even seeing Dean Kramer go seven scoreless last night or Tuesday night was unbelievable. He's been great. Again, Adley, I think him and Mountcastle are like second and third and extra base hits in June. So th- all the people who were freaking out about Adley in the first 50 at bats, like it told you, it's just, you gotta be patient because he's coming around. And again, everyone is, everyone's playing well right now. Everyone's looking good. So it's a, it, like you said, it's a fun time to be a Baltimore Oriole fan. And I think better things are coming for this team. And I think you can see that the plan is working. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you haven't lost any sort of steam after the, the two losses here at the back end of this Mariner series. Cause like for a minute there, yeah. Monday night, the Orioles were back, like back, back, fully back. It was like, Oh my God, we're going to make a run here. Like we're six and a half out of the, the wild card. And we got, a, you know, some guys in the pipeline here that could make a, an appearance and, the back half of the season here and we can make an actual run. And then I don't know, these last two losses kind of fizzle a little bit of that, that energy, but you're still right there saying, Hey, you know, it's not about this year. We know it's not about this year, but there were some murmurs. There were some talks. It was like, Hey, something could be happening here. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's, they lost, you know, the game, the game Tuesday night was kind of a fluke play with Mountcastle. Um, and again, they had one hit. You're not going to win any game. I mean, you're, you're, you're never going to win a game with one hit. It's, it's just not going to happen. And today was just a bad game. Um, it, you know, it happens. I, I'm not like, I, I, cause again, I saw people online being like, this team fucking stinks. This is done. This is why I can't get excited. And it's like, no, that's, I, I don't think that's, that's right at all. Like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan, but like, I think there's still plenty of reasons to be excited. And yeah, I mean, people, I'm getting people tweeting me like, their bet slips from like, hey, look, here's the Orioles AL wild card, uh, you know, bet. Here's the World Series bet. And it's like, all right, I'll, I'll probably pump my brakes on that a little bit. But yeah, again, I mean, it's it's it was fun baseball to watch. There, the weekend in Chicago, we didn't even talk about the Michael Kopech stuff and some benches clearing and all that. And it's like this, that's when the team was like, all right, this isn't a team who's going to back down. Like we've seen the manager talk shit to players. Like he did it to Robbie Ray last year. The guys didn't, they didn't back down against Kopech. Um, in, in Chicago this, this week. And they took three out of four there. Um, again, tough to, kind of tough part of the schedule coming up with you got the twins and then you, I think it's the Rangers and then the angels Taylor's team who I think will be in attendance. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm, I, there's some, some beach murmurings that weekend for me, but um, I think maybe that Thursday, I think maybe that 
one of these, one of those, one of those games I'll try to get to. I'll try to get to. I'll try to get, I'll bring my Mike Trout sign. I'll bring my Trout. By the way, I don't know who, I don't know who, what got into our social intern on those Mike Trout tweets. I I had, I don't know. That was just, that must've just been, that must've just been fan service for me. I mean, that's, that's, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't co-sign that stuff at all. I, you know, it wasn't wasn't tweeted from an iPad. I'll tell you that. No, it was not tweeted from an iPad. So our intern must've gotten a phone. Um, and just absolutely unloaded on Mike Trout. I mean, none of that stuff was, I mean, those are all facts. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's pretty interesting. It's good research, honestly. Really, I'm glad that the initiative is being taken to do that kind of research. Yeah. Um, it kind of speaks to the culture we're creating around this podcast to, you know, have people, un- unpaid interns doing research like that about, you know, players that don't even play for, for the Orioles, the Ravens. It's pretty special stuff. I, so good for them. I, 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 I would, I would, I would, see more of that i would like to see more of that i would i would subscribe to that twitter i mean i would get i would get twitter alerts for that did you see the blog this morning that i wrote about trout literally calling out that they were tipping i saw that i will say this i saw that video i kind of felt bad for him (laughs) but looks looks like a beaten down (laughs) guy but but that's the entire point get i i know he's a you know great demand you got to get out of there big dog find another team that's actually trying to win Otani too, get him, get him out of there. But get him the, out of there. Here's the thing. So again, he signed that massive deal a couple years ago. Like he, I love that we end up talking about Mike Trout every single every podcast. Week. We, should have, <laughs> we should just have like a five good minute. Like a we trout should five good minutes. Like yeah, that's, yeah. That's talking trout. Talking trout. Trout fishing. Go, like gone fishing. Yeah, <laughs> gone fishing. There we go. Um, no one's done steal, that. that steal from inside inside um, the NBA. But it's like, you know, he signs this big deal and it's talked about how loyal he is. And now he's getting shit on for being loyal and signing this big deal with this team who is, is going nowhere fast. And, and I mean, last night, the tweet I sent, I sent to the group chat at like 1130 is the perfect, that's the perfect meme. Like, yeah, Trout went two for four. What is it? Otani, two doubles, a walk and a homer. Trout, homer, angels trail 10 to four. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's perfect every time. I mean, it's just so sick. It is just so sick. And I just, I want to make it clear. I will not, I'm not crying over a guy who is living in Southern California um, with a $300 million contract. I do not feel bad for him at all. No, at no. All. They are, let's see where the angels are. And the, uh, <laughs> we need to, I might have to find, we have any, do we know any angels people? Yes, are there any fans have, of the angels? I have a buddy who is every time I tweet something about Trout of the angels, he's we, we could get him he, on. I would. We love might to. have to bring him on. I. We might have to bring somebody on to just defend the Angels. Or will he not defend the Angels? I think he would. He's. They're, actually, they're still five and a half games out of the wild card. <laughs> With that said, the Orioles are six and a half games out. So, the guy that I could get is the guy who left the cowboy hat. That cowboy hat in the Angels dugout. The cowboy hat they wear around. Oh, really? That was his hat. He left it in the dugout when he was down there. That's tremendous. He's LinkedIn, but yeah, I talk to him all the time and I'm, you know, he's, he's, he's not that high on him, but he's still a big shot. <sighs> we have to, we, we have to bring him on. on. We can get him on. Um, <laughs> back to the actual baseball team that this podcast says it's, it's said to talk about. Um, but as you said, I mentioned an interesting point. It was like that game against the Mariners, like all oh, the Orioles feel sort of back. The, the thing that makes that exciting potentially is it feels like there's, you know, reinforcements on the way and we'll see what um, Mike Elias decides to do 
as we've seen in the past, he does not ever seem to be influenced by any team performance in terms of bringing guys up. So I don't think he's going to just shotgun dudes to the bigs. Like that would go totally against everything he's both said and done both actions and words on that. He's been very consistent on that. So we'll see, but you know, Gunnar Henderson seems to not be getting challenged at all by AAA pitching. So at a certain point, you've got to call him up. (laughs) I mean, why would you not? Well, the only, I mean, the big thing against him is, and it's not really, it shouldn't work against him. He literally turned 21 today. Like he is 21 years old. Exactly. And like you said, I mean, he's right. He's, there are people saying that he's like the best, he's the best hitter in, in minor league baseball right now. There are people who are saying like, if he stays in the minors this whole year, going into next year, he could be the top overall prospect, which is, I mean, it's crazy to think about. Like he, I don't think he's faced a pitcher younger than him in, in the minors yet, which is just, it's insane to think about. Um, And again, I mean, the big story is he hit for the cycle last night for the exact same thing that Hayes did last week Four four at bats, six innings. Crazy, crazy. He's just, he's unreal. And I think Fangrass, Dan Zimborski, I, I think I butchered his name, did an article and he was like, I think he said he's basically a mix of Eric Chavez, Troy Tulowitzki, and uh, Adrian Beltre. Like, yeah. Sure. Send him over. Sure. Sure. I'll, sure. I'll take all of those players. Can he, can he be all those players at the same time on the field? I'll take all three of them. Put them all out there. Oh, Adrian Beltre. Adrian Beltre. Let me tell you what. Adrian Beltre is one of the all-time underrated guys. He was so damn good. He's he's one of my all-time favorite players. Like yeah, like uh, if you could give me a player, sign me up for a guy that's Adrian Beltre for a decade. Oh my lord, absolutely, I love that. Uh, no, no disrespect to Tulo, who's awesome, and Eric Chavez was also awesome. But um, Tulo was going to be the USC head coach, and now he's decided to consult for college baseball teams, not take the job. I thought, I thought he was at, oh, I didn't, because he, he was, was at Texas. He was the hitting coach at Texas, and then he was like widely rumored to be the choice for the USC, and then he said he wasn't taking the job. So, mm. you know, he's made millions and millions of dollars. Maybe he doesn't want to, like, you know, run a college baseball program. Can't necessarily blame him. It's a lot of work. Got to get out there on the road and recruit. Uh, so, yeah, the Orioles are exciting. I think that. You know, with Adley in play and as other guys come up, you know, I'm not saying people have to buy season tickets and I'm talking as a guy that doesn't go to a lot of games, but I'm going to try to make my way to some games because now they now they're starting to deserve my money. I think before the, the, the year started, I was like, I really see no reason to, like, give the Orioles my money at the, the, the turnstiles based on how they're acting now. Yeah, a lot more going on 500 team the last two months run differentials about even too, like they're legitimately uh, a league average team right now. And again, that's, that's with playing in a division with a historically good team and a handful of other very good teams too. And and, and not a handful of other teams, but three teams that are all, I guess maybe not as much the Red Sox, but the Blue Jays are going for it. Like they are straight up going for it. And the Rays are good every single year and the Red Sox normally are going. So it's like, you have no other teams. If you're in any other division, you know, if the Orioles are in, I'm looking at the standings right now. If the Orioles are in the uh, central right now, they're like eight games out of first and two games out of second in the division. They're fifth in the AL East and they're six. They're in the AL East. They're six and a half games out of fourth. <laughs> it's like and ridiculous. I mean, and think about if they're not playing the Yankees 13 times already, if they're playing the, the, Tigers or, you know, they're playing and the Royals and the White Sox team. They just took three or four out of on the road and the guardians yeah. who aren't that good. Yeah. And again, they lost that series to the guardians. 
Um, and then they lost that series to, well, they've lost series of the twins and the tigers too, but you know, it's, it's like I said, the schedule. And I don't think people are really focusing on that. Talking about that. This, when the schedule changes next year, it's going to help the Orioles so much. It's crazy how much it's going to help them. I, I can't wait for that. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. It's, it's excited. The, the, the Orioles Twitter gets me way more. I used to like, kind of just like skim past the Orioles tweets, except for yours, RDT. Cause I'm a, cause I'm an RDT guy, but now I am interested in all of them. I'm interested in all the stats. Cause it's just not depressing anymore. Um, excited for the Orioles. Um, in other baseball news, <laughs> speaking of the angels, um, our draft, our starting five draft presented by fed thrill, get 20% off federal sunglasses using the promo code X32 is inspired by uh, a scene involving um, two teams relevant to this conversation. We just had the angels and the Mariners um, who had a nice little brawl the other day. Um, and it got us thinking, what are the best brawls? So best brawls is the draft, the starting five draft presented by fed thrill um, banks. You have the first pick RDT. You have the second pick and I have the third pick. Thanks. Ooh, I didn't expect to be going first here. Um, wow. Well, I, normally I tell you guys before we get on, I did not say yeah. anything. So, three for a little bit of a loop there. I'm going to take wow, the house. Yeah, I mean, that's the, this is the easiest. This is the clearest 1-1 one, one in the history of the draft. It's, sure I thought about that. That might be an overreaction, but I'm, try, I'm not try, trying not to overthink this one. I think that that's just the biggest incident where it's just like, oh man, things got out of hand there. Just a little bit, just a tad. I don't think, I, I honestly don't think there's been ever been a clear one, one. This is the, this is the, when you think of a brawl, I know we're opening up to all brawls, not just sports brawls, but this is the sports brawl. It is. It just is. Everyone knows where they were when they saw it. Everyone knows where they were when they watched the sports center highlight, repeat it 67 times in a row the next morning. Like I watched Bill Walton's reaction after there's, there's like 12 snapshot moments from it that I can just remember this, like, like him laying down, him getting hit by the popcorn, Jermaine O'Neal, just slugging that giant dude that slides on like sliding in and just slugging that guy. Underrated part of it. Our stuff getting thrown at everybody running by the guy that threw the cup and punching the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Breen's call. Artess is in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Where do you, I, I will never forget coming home from a youth basketball game the next day, like playing and just watching sports center for like four hours, watching the mouse, the palace over and over and over. I read about it on ESPN in my, in Andrew Fentress's basement. I was, re, I, I was on ESPN.com and the top headline was like, like brawl in Detroit pisters pistons pacers go at it and I'm like reading it and I'm like oh wow that sounds crazy and then again we turned on like the 11 o'clock sports center was like oh my god this is unbelievable like, also the underrated part of the mouse of the palace totally derailed a pacers team that in a world makes the finals like yeah. was not yeah. a like was a really like a team with a ton of close a title window like yeah, single-handedly yeah. shut the door on yeah on it on anything they would have done that year or the remaining years. Like it just it just destroyed that group of players. I met Stephen Jackson and Jermaine O'Neal that later that year 
in DC when they played the Wizards. We had like courtside seats and I got their autograph and I was like terrified to go up to Steven Jackson and ask for his autograph. And like, they both couldn't have been nicer guys. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is, that's not, that didn't go how I thought it was going to go, but they were changed, kind of changed my mind on them. But yeah, that's Steven Jackson is very entertaining in all of his media um, things that he does. I like him. And if you watch the 30 for 30 on, on the the mouse of the palace, Jermaine O'Neal comes off very like, I didn't really know what to think of Jermaine O'Neal, but he, after watching him in that, I was like, Oh, this is like, He's not the kind of guy that, you know, I think a lot of people thought he was. I, 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 I actually felt bad for him when I watched that. Cause again, he's just like, I'm labeled as like a, like a douchebag, you know, thug who, who fought this guy, you know, and we were standing up for ourselves. Like, here's all you need to know about this. And then we'll move on. Like they were 61 and 21 the year before lost in the Eastern conference finals to the Pistons came back with, I believe essentially the same team, um, you know, four Oh five. Like, here's your team, Ron Artest, Jamal Tinsley, Jermaine O'Neal, a, a faded Reggie Miller, but still Reggie Miller, Steven Jackson. Like, they have players on this team, and they just had a huge year the year before. And I think it's pretty much the same team. I'm trying to, like, in real time, look and see if there are any, like, a lot of changes. They still have Al Harrington. Maybe they didn't have Al Harrington anymore. Whatever. Clear number one pick for me, RDT. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the number one pick. Um, mm -hmm, I'm, I'm just going to go another, like very famous, well-known one. Um, and again, kind of like a, you remember where you were, I'm going Pedro throwing Don Zimmer to the ground. Mm, Good pick. Good pick. I'll be on my, my deathbed and I'll just have that image of, Pedro grabbing Don Zimmer, who looks like he's coming at him in slow motion, in in slower than slow motion. And he just grabs him by his head, that big old bald head, and just slings him down. And and uh, I mean, just what what a moment that was. It was it was unbelievable. It was the peak and height of Red Sox Yankees and and you know, Joe Buck on the call, I believe. It was just it was a very in, sorry, excuse me. It was a very entertaining day. Um, of baseball I'll, I'll never forget that and again that the lasting image of of big old Don Zimmer RIP just his body just floating in midair like that this is the only thing I considered to take over the mouse at the palace just because I love the image of Zimmer just going down like a heap of potatoes yeah yeah it's it's so good <laughs> and just Pedro no business Pedro, no business, Pedro also just going full head grab like throw to the side just he couldn't have executed any better he kind of i think he walked out of the dugout like he wasn't even an aggressor he was just like yeah no thanks you're i'm putting you on the ground it's like it's like what you do to like your little cousin or something like you're you know like i do it with joe all the time when she comes at me i just kind of like you just like stiff arm their face and like move them to the side it's like a joke you can that's what he did he treated don zimmer like he was a child and just grabbed him by his head and and put him on the ground Good pick. That's what I would have taken. Um, I'm gonna. I got two here. I've got some off the wall stuff, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna hashtag stick to sports here to start. Um, uh, I'm gonna take the uh, Joey Bats Odor uh, brawl from a few years ago, just because Odor. Odor, by the way, becoming a Baltimore legend on this team and punching Joey Bats. He's he might he might get in that whatever our whatever our this what's that 
Well, they have the statues at Oriole Park. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, this Monument Park or whatever. He, oh, already, yeah, had, he already had the free crab cakes at Jimmy's for life before he even signed here. Yeah. Mm. Good for him. Uh, it's, it's great. It's one of the great sucker punches in sports history. It just, it's just it's, it's, sucker punch. Sorry, not a sucker punch. One of the great punches, in a, straight punches, excuse me, in a brawl in sports history. Tremendous stuff. Um, and then with my next pick, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the planned Caps Rangers, like, quadruple brawl to start the game from last year. I thought that was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen in a sporting event. <laughs> Just was, like the game starts fight over. That was fantastic. That was very, I remember I had like, cause like you said, it literally, it literally started the game and I like didn't, I hadn't come down and like turned on the game yet because I was like, Oh, it starts at seven. It's seven Oh two. And I was like, by the time I like turned the game on, I was like, I've missed so much <laughs> like i i don't know what i missed but i missed something and it was fantastic shout out to the caps uh rdt um i thought about odor and bautista too um i am going to go i can get that one later i think um I will take I'll take Manny Machado and Jordan Ventura. RIP. Wow. I didn't remember that one. It's good. Died one. on my died on my birthday. I have the picture framed in the basement that I bought before he died. I want that Ooh. known. I also have a shirt that with a picture of Manny punching Jordan. And on the front it says, Welcome to Baltimore. And I got some very weird looks the last time I wore that. Again, I want to clarify I had that before he died. Um, yeah, that was just a very entertaining one. And I'll never forget like they threw at Manny a couple times earlier that game. And I just remember, like, I think I even texted my dad or my buddy and was like, Manny, like, they're going to fight this game. Like, you could just feel it. You, you knew that something was going to happen. And he threw at him, like, two more times again. And Manny just, I mean, there was no stopping Manny getting to Jordan Ventura. And he smoked him. Chris Davis came out. Trumbo. That, those were those big Orioles teams that you didn't want to fuck with either. Like, the lineup of Trumbo, Davis, um, Manny Jones, like weeders, they had, they had got some horses on that team and yeah, big dudes. That was, that was a fun. I mean, and that's back when that was, I think that was my biggest vine to date. And like, I remember recording it. I hopped, I, I think I had my phone out ready to record because I, I, I recorded it and I vine, I got it on vine and then I put it on Twitter within like, they were still breaking up the fight and I already had a video of it on Twitter. And I remember KFC DM me and was like, "Did like, are you in the future? How did you know this was, how did you get this up so fast? That was unbelievable. And I was just like, I had that feeling. Like it was, you could just feel it in your plums. It was going to happen. And Manny smoked him, but. Absolute vine season. God, I miss vine so much. I, I do. I liked vine. A precursor to my life. I had like 15 vine accounts deleted all because of MLB just wiping your account. <laughs> One of the worst things about that. Vine going away from a highlights perspective is like Vine didn't compress video files. So stuff looks super, super clear. Like Twitter like compresses all the video mm -hmm. um, and Vine like didn't compress video. Something that I don't, I don't think I've hardly er ever talked about. I recorded the Delman Young double in person on Vine. Gone forever. Don't have it. It's the worst. Yeah, that's awful. It's very awful. Rip divine. Sorry for your loss. Rip divine. Big time. Rip divine. Um, and then Twitter was like, "Oh, it's just we'll just have videos like repeat now." Like, great, thanks. Yeah. Twitter. 
Cool. Stupid. Awful. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm really building up a a niche niche of a board here. I'm taking the. It's some have referred to it as the Malice at the Ice Palace. I'm taking 1979 uh, Bruins Rangers Madison Square Garden Mike Milbury going into the stands and fighting the fans. Um, a fan reached over the boards and smacked one of the Bruins with a with a program and stole a stick. Mike <laughs> Milbury wasn't having it. And they were just up in the stands just wailing on people. It's unbelievable. If you haven't seen the video, you got to see it. It's it's just the closest thing you're going to find to the mouse at the palace. But it's it's so little talked about because it's 1979 and it's hockey. You just are not all that surprised if hockey players are fighting anybody. So. <laughs> Yeah, there were like a ton of hockey options I saw, but like there it had to really stand out and be unique for me to consider it. Mm-hmm. This was one that was on my board. I I found this on some of the lists that I that this I stands above I, the hockey ones I, for sure. No, he, there's another one he, I won't name he, it. Put in my beat a fan with his own shoe. <laughs> Who throws a shoe? Honestly, it's incredible. It's, it's Happy Gilmore. Well, it's what do you say? I became the first guy to get suspended for beating a guy with my with his own shoe. That's what he says, right? Yeah. He's the only guy who's ever taken Take off his, his skate, skate yeah. off and try to stab somebody. Yeah, that's right. So Damn it. the next one is tough. There's just there's a lot of good options. I think there's a couple directions. I think I'm gonna take Nolan Ryan putting Robin Ventura in a headlock. I just such an alpha move. I've talked about it before. There, there are legends who just like accomplish great things and they go about their, their careers and they just have big numbers and they have trophies and it is what it is. And then there's like another level of legends where you just have these stories or these occurrences. I, I mentioned Randy Johnson was an example that I mentioned a week or two ago about him hitting the bird. Like who else does that? But Randy Johnson, mm-hmm. who else puts another guy in a headlock and beats the shit out of him on the mountain than Nolan Ryan. It's so on brand. It's so perfect. It's so Nolan Ryan. Um, I couldn't even tell you any anything else about that except for that. I don't think that Robin Ventura gets dragged enough for it. That's another. That's another slept Good on ball like, player. But yikes! What like things that we, that we wish Twitter was around for? Twitter on that day would have been unbelievable. <laughs> that the memes of that like. That would have been so good. But I mean, you're spot on with the like, nobody else could have done that but Nolan Ryan because he like caught him. Like he ran at him and Nolan was just like, yep, all right, here we go. We're doing this. Puts him in a headlock and just starts wailing on the top of his head. It was it's wild. Fantastic. It's such a good fight. RDT. Um, I am going to go. I think I can get that one on the swing back. Um, give me, I'll go the Orioles and uh, Yankees fight that like eight minute brawl that they had. I think back in 1990, was it eight? Was it six? I can find out for sure. It's a great fight. Um, this one I can't say I remember. Oh, it's, it's, um, it's the Armando Benitez one. Armando right? Benitez plugs Gina Martinez in the back. This was my other pick. Yeah, this so. is it's it's um and what year was it? I'm I'm looking it up. It was 96, I think. Nin- 98, 98. 98. This I mean, you got Alan Mills, 
who was the Orioles bullpen coach, I think as recent as like two years ago, um, doing like a flying punch into the dugout, not any hits Daryl strawberry. And then it came out, I think a couple years ago that Alan Mills had used to like grew up with a Daryl strawberry poster on his wall and fast forward. And he's, he's punching the guy in the face. Like it was unbelievable. The videos is, is yeah, it's May 19th. It, it's every year it goes viral and just, you know, it goes nuts. It goes nuts. Um, yeah, he hit him. He hit Tino Martinez right in the back, 98, right to the back after a Bernie Williams fastball. And like Martinez kind of like curled up and then just like, just darted out the, to the mound and, Benitez is not a guy you want to mess with. You, we'll have to tweet that out. Um, it was an unbelievable fight. It was really, really good. Again, it went, um, it went for like a long, long time. There were, there were. This was one like, oh, it looks like it's calming down. Oh no, here we go again. And then, like, like I'm reading some of the quotes. It's one of the worst brawls I've ever been in. Uh, that said, the umpire. Um, yeah, it's just it's crazy. There's so many punches thrown. There, there were just fights everywhere. It was, it was un, unbelievable. And, and while I'm reading this too, it says the Yankees after that game went on to win 76 of their last 95 games. Oh my God. Jesus. They went, that was the year they finished 114 and 48. So some say the Orioles sparked that, but yeah, awesome fight. If Taylor, if you haven't seen it, you got to go. It's starting to come back to me. Oh, excuse me. I'm sure that I have, I'm sure that I've seen it. I just didn't, I was like thinking nineties Orioles, but not when you said Benitez, it came, it came a little bit more to my head. Um, I have two here. I have to get this. I don't think either of you guys are – this is anywhere near the your guys' boards, but I just simply have to pick it to make sure that I get it now. Um, I'm taking um, the situation versus Ronnie season four, the Jersey Shore. Um, one of the great reality TV brawls of all time, ending with the situation throwing his head against the concrete wall um, in a moment that I just don't think will ever be repeated in any form of media or entertainment. Um, it had been building for years, Ronnie versus the situation. Um, we, you know, we, we'd, we'd lived with it. We'd grown up with the Jersey shore. Um, we, we, we'd gone through all the emotion. Um, there's a couple other candidates from the show, but that was the only good moment of the Italy season. And it is an amazing, amazing moment. So I'm taking that. Can, can you believe that they aired Snooki getting punched in the face? No, it's, inc- it's insane. <laughs> no. Like you can't, you can't put that on TV now. <laughs> it's, ins- it's absolutely insane that they aired that. Producers are like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. Fucking gym teacher smoked her in the face. Absolutely ridiculous. So that gets my reality TV on the board there. Um, had to do it. And then I'm going to take, oh, I could stay in sports. I can move into another kind of weird one. I'm going to move into a weird one. I'm taking the brawl in the bar from Cool Runnings. When the uh, when the Jamaican bobsled team brawls with the like German team, I believe, or whichever team it is. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous movie. And a tremendous, a tremendous like actual brawl. It's in a sports movie, so I felt like it was applicable. I'm taking that. I love that movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. Getting creative with it. And it's me, correct? No. Also has one of the great scenes when they're, when they're, um, I'm a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. That's just a, I feel pride. I see pride. I see power. So good. I fucking want a movie. 
Uh, RDT, this is your, yeah, you got two more. This is your first of those two. Uh, I'm going to go Bryce Harper and Jonathan Papelbon. Not the mm. brawl. Not the brawl. You guys probably thought I was going to go with, with Harper. Um, but that was just like, that was me at the height of my like Nats hatred. And I wanted like, they were choking down the stretch and I wanted nothing but bad things to happen to them. And then I think it was like the last day of the season or like the second to last. It was very, very close to the end of the season. And like getting on Twitter and seeing that, like, oh my God, Bryce Harper just got choked out in the, in the, you know, he just, he just got choked out by his all-star closer. It's just like that, that road itself. Those, when those were the storylines around the nationals and not them winning world series, that's when I was at my happiest. Like this team can't like, they're fighting each other. Like, this is just so great. I didn't, I didn't, I did not like Harper at the time. Um, I've really come around on him. I like him a lot now. And I think he's a really good player. Um, but like watching that happen was, was fantastic. Like the camera angle, everything was, was perfect about it. Every video was, was great. Um, and brought me lots of joy. So that'll be my fourth pick Bryce Harper and Jonathan that, I mean, and that just cemented Jonathan Papelbon being an absolute psychopath. We knew he was, but he's such a crazy person choking the, the, the face of your, like, that's like if Zach Britton would have choked Manny Machado. Like that's, I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I, like I still, I can't, I really can't believe that happened. Like Mariano Rivera choking Derek Jeter in the Yankees dug, dugout. That would have been a scene. And that's exactly what this was. Crazy. Thanks. I'm taking Izzy Alcantara. Minor league baseball, iconic clip. I wish there was more video of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on the team that he was on. Maybe Paul Tuckett. Maybe so. Bur- Birmingham. One of the two. But it, if you may not know the player's name, but if you've seen it, you know it. <laughs> I think he gets plugged by the pitch. He does. Whatever. He gets hit by the pitch, and he just absolutely drop kicks the catcher. And sprints out to the mound. It's iconic. It's it's just like the most badass way to start a brawl. It I think like people I remember it from like on MySpace where it wasn't even like Izzy Alcan. It was just the the name of the video was like batter kicks catcher, and you're it just was like, like yeah, internet one point oh. It yeah, was like grainy video, the grainiest you'll ever see. <laughs> and he it's like he know he knew exactly what he was gonna do. I'm sure he went up there knowing he was gonna get hit. And he said, I'm, I'm going to kick the catcher right in the right in the chest protector and then run out there. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, absolutely. Just a, a crazy person. Nutcase. It's a good. Pick. And then my last pick, I was I was going to go one shot. I was going to take one shot with my last pick. Uh, I'm not going to do that because Taylor took a Jersey Shore pick. So I'm going to take I'm going to take shovel girl. Another internet pick from 2014. Yeah. I like that. All time sound. It was a great verbal altercation and just the shell hit in the back of her head. Unbelievable. The sound she makes. Perfect. Another one that people. I forgot. I forgot about that. I forgot about that one. Wow. If you, if you look it up, just it's one to remember. What do you think she's doing now? Oh, both. What do you think the shovel thrower and the shovel, you know, the victim is doing? Still living in that same neighborhood, hundred percent. 
I bet they were pretty upset about some Supreme Court rulings recently. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, RDT. Um, I am going, and this is my last one, correct? Yeah. All right. I'm going Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan. On my board. Yeah. I That was the one that I, I was like, I almost took it at two. I thought I could sneak it by. Um, that's it. I mean, that's, that's one of the best, you don't, we don't get many football. There's, there's a couple of them out there, but that, that, that one is, is again, very memorable to me. And I think I've told the story on the podcast where that, that day was a Sunday, obviously good fucking call. Um, it was my grand, it was my granny's funeral. And so I don't have my phone on and I turn on my phone after the funeral and I see these texts like, Something like, oh, Finnegan got his ass beat. And I was like, oh, I'm sure Andre Johnson had like 10 catches for 250 yards and four touchdowns. And then like when we got back to the hotel, I saw that he literally got his ass beat. And it was just, I was like, oh, it's this bad. Like he actually got assaulted. Like it was, it was unbelievable. It was, it was, that's another very like, it's not internet 1.0, but it's old school. Like that video used to go viral all the time. It's, I mean, it's such a mismatch because Andre Johnson is just a physical freak and Cortland uh, Finnegan was just a little pesky, really good cornerback for a while though. But yeah, one of my favorite fights, even though my guy got his ass kicked, it was just, it's a very entertaining fight. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. And it's like Andre Johnson just never like seemed like that kind of guy. And so like watching him do that. Calm, collected, like you never see, yeah, like you never saw him lose his temper. And Finnegan was just one of those like yappy dogs, like rah, 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 rah. And just always going. And Johnson just had enough of it. And yeah, I think they said like other players like reached out to him and paid his fine because they were like, thank you for fucking. Yeah, like screw this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I have the last pick here. I'm going to go back to a movie and I, I, I'm keeping this in sports. I'm going uh, Happy Gilmore versus Bob Barker. It's uh, a good pick. Yeah. That's yeah. a good pick. That's a really good pick. Uh, just an iconic fight i was gonna go like other movie things and then i was like ah we're doing sports like i'm keeping this in sports i had to take ronnie in the jersey shore but uh ronnie in the situation the jersey shore but uh that's an amazing scene just an amazing movie scene maybe the most iconic scene in the movie the best oh, is, the best is when it's on on tv or when it used to be and it's the edited version yeah very funny because, yeah it's very funny. he goes the price is wrong and then it's very clearly he just he just goes bobby like Bobby, the yeah. worst dubbed over thing in the world. It's, it's great. You know what? I yeah. so I was watching this is gonna be very random. I was watching Friends with Benefits the other day. The uh Justin Timberlake Mila Kunis movie was on TV, was finishing. Uh, by the way, it's prime Mila Kunis. Who, I mean, who, um, Hawk, uh, and JT is very good in the movie as well. I'm a big JT guy, Not but in that one, yeah, no, he's a great, he's great looking too. Um, Two very good looking people. But at the end, like, you know, they've had the whole, you know, sort of with the uh, the uh, the flash mob dance and whatever. And uh, he's like, no, I'm not taking on this like horse drawn carriage that she believes that she's gotten. And she just goes like, I think it's like that would have scared the shit out of me. And the dub is like that scared the cheese out of me. And it's just absolutely (laughs) awful. It's so awful. They're so bad. The Pineapple the Express has a great one um, where uh, Seth Rogen's character and what's his name? 
who's the other co-star in that movie? Oh, it's um, uh, um, Franco. Franco. When they're having beef and they kind of split apart for a moment. And he's just like, the, the real quote is like, oh, I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm pretty sure you're the asshole, dude. But it, it dubs it over. They changed it. And they did this in this movie a bunch of times where they, they just made it funny instead of making it just the easiest word to fill in there. It's like, oh, I'm a casserole. No, you're a casserole, dude. I'm so not a casserole. TV version. I mean, more movies should do that. They should just try to be funny with how they do the dub. Overs. How they dub stuffs. Yeah. Uh, to recap, Banks took the mouse at the palace. Um, the mouse of the ice palace. Nolan, Ryan, Robin Ventura, um, Izzy Alcantara, and Shovel Girl. Um, <laughs> RDT took Pedro throwing Don Zimmer. God, I need to go watch that clip now again. Uh, Manny Machado, um, Jordan Ventura. Uh, a lot of Venturas in this draft. Uh, the Orioles, Yankees, 90s brawl, uh, Bryce Harper and Papelbon, which I had forgotten about. That was a good pick. Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan. I took uh, Joey Batson, Odor, the Caps Rangers from last year, Ronnie versus the situation, the Cool Runnings bar brawl, and Happy Gilmore versus Bob Barker. Uh, my honorable mentions were as follows. Um, this was the pick I would have taken if this would have easily been my pick had I kept it like just on real sports brawls. Keaton Nicks 98 with Van Gundy on Alonzo Morning's leg is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, thought that had a really good chance to get picked by somebody. Um, Miami FIU had a brawl back that I remember back in like, it was like 2009 or so. The guy with the crutch. Actually, remember that? Actually, no, earlier than that. Sorry, like 2006. I actually did my freshman year of high school, did a persuasive speech about trying to like eradicate like this type of violence from sports, like talking about the mouse at the palace and whatever got me on the speech and debate team. Um, hell, hell of a speech. Congrats. I think I have that somewhere. Um, I had the Kansas, Kansas state one with Sylvia D'Souza throwing the chair from last yeah. two years ago. Um, I had uh, the Will Smith punch which I was not going to take. I just put it down. And then I had uh, the brawl from the first season of Friday Night Lights in the regional final uh, where the Panthers played Dunstan Valley and they just take a cheap shot on smash and then Riggins absolutely torques the guy and then it's a, a brawl game gets suspended. And Coach Joe's like, this is not who we are, but they still win the game. So <laughs> what do you guys got? Um, I had January 6th. Little dust up. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> um, oh, no. A forgotten one. Oh, this is gonna this is gonna get in the federal investigation now. You're a bad guy. I'm just saying it's just a little dust up. It's fine. Sure. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> Take uh, me to the fucking capital. <laughs> yeah, choking out your driver. Um, <laughs> that's what I should have picked. Uh, this this one is like I love this fight and it's forgotten about. But Zach Grinky and Carlos Quentin. I don't, I don't know if you guys recall that, Banks, if you do. Uh, Rinky plunks car, hard-hitting Carlos Quentin, which is one of my favorite nicknames of all time. <laughs> I remember. Rinky. Yeah, this is coming back to me. He plunks him, and Quentin's on the Padres when they have that, like, sand and blue jerseys. And Quentin, and Quentin's massive. Grinky's a big guy, too. He's tall, but Quentin, like, beelines form and, like, just kind of goes to hit him with the shoulder and just snaps his collarbone. And, like, they, he was just never the same after that. And he like goes down in a heap, kind of holding his, his collarbone. It was a wild fight. Um, a Rod Veritek, I'm surprised that didn't get picked. Yeah, um, that kind of has overlap in my head with the Zimmer one, but it's a different yeah. fight. 
mm-hmm. but it was like same season, I think. It was the, the following year, I think. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Amir Garrett versus the Pirates a couple of years ago where he just kind of like Jesse Winker did, just kind of like tried to take on the entire dugout. And they like, there's those pictures of him just like stepping over Chris Archer and all that stuff. Um, Georgetown versus that Chinese team. You remember when they went over there? I do remember that. That was wild. I forgot about that until I was reading through stuff today. Mm. Front page of the Washington Post, I think. Crazy. Like, very, very weird situation. Greg Whittington and I know th- Otto Porter was too old, I think. I don't know, but I just remember Greg Greg Whittington because he was from Oakland Mills. And like, there's the picture of him swinging on some Chinese dude. And it's like, oh man, that's some weird about. stuff with college basketball teams going to China. That the UCLA thing where like Leangelo Ball stealing. and those guys like stealing yeah. things. Like maybe not the country to go for, for, for a uh, preseason trip. Like just yeah. go to the Bahamas or something. Yeah, <laughs> go to good. Italy. And then this one was a stretch. I was going to see how I could have done this one. Best sports brawl, uh, Brandy Chastain. A little fun play. Uh, oh, that's that's so bad. Yeah. That's such a that I mean that's that might be your worst one ever. That's why it's an honorable mention. We have to do both do like we should do best celebrations. Have we done that? Brady Brady could get in there. I don't know if we have. I don't, I don't know. Um I had the Kyle Farnsworth one. No, fuck Kyle. You don't remember that? I do, but Oh, you hate Kyle Farnsworth. Yeah. Spirited guy. It was incredible. Um, There's a little dust up between Gordon Bombay and uh, Wolf the Dentist uh, stance in there. A little slash on the wrist there. A little bit of a dust up. I Um, had the bashed brother. I had like Kenny Wu dropping the gloves in there, but I just, it just, it wasn't a ton of brawl to the whole thing. So I didn't. Yeah, it was kind of one sided, as was the dentist. Gordon Bombay's, come on. He's, he needed an enforcer is what he needed. So where, where were the Bash brothers in his time of need? Good draft. Good draft. Shout out to, shout out to brawls. Really productive things in society. Um, Nick Kaner Medley. By the way, if you haven't, go back and listen to our interview with Nick Kaner Medley. Absolutely tremendous. Nick Kaner Medley, Maryland person of the week. RDT. Um, I had cycles because again, like we talked about, Austin Hayes, Gunnar Henderson, both hitting for the cycles, both in four at bats, um, six innings, just pretty, pretty crazy to see the um the one on Wednesday with Austin Hayes and the rain shortened game, and then like we talked about, Gunnar Henderson on I guess Tuesday night it was um the night before his twenty first birthday hitting for the cycle, just showing that he's really, really, really good. Um. Cycles are very hot in the street right now. Good pick. Yeah. Thanks. I'm taking the cup, the Stanley Cup. Mm. I just got a lot of joy out of watching that on what Monday night. Is that what that was? Think and so. I thought, I by the way, I thought ESPN did a tremendous job covering that whole celebration. They just let, laid it out for a good hour there, captured all of it, mixed in interviews and and. You know, I thought that, you know, I, we've watched what for close to 15 years from Outdoor Life Network to NBC Sports to all those types of things. Versus. They covered it versus. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Uh, you know, ESPN brought it back and I thought 
it would, would be interesting just to see how they covered it, see if they did anything different. And they, I thought they just did an awesome job with it. And the cup's the cup. I mean, it's just – it's glorious. The people picking it up for the first time, it's just a different – whole different celebration than anything else. How about it getting dented 13 seconds into the, the abs having it? So, so be it. So be it. No, I, I loved it. I thought that was great. Like the picture, you know, there's like a still shot of all their faces. It's, it's, it was great. I, like you said, I thought they did a good job too. Um, I liked it, the whole kind of presentation with like the fireworks going off as oh, soon as yeah. they ended. That was awesome. And I'm like, could you imagine if they would have done that with Ovi? Instead, they just had like the tits plastered on the uh, glass. They box. didn't seem all that prepared for that one. No, that one you- seemed weird. There wasn't as much ice to skate around to really like get Braided the full around. lap in. So it, it just didn't, I don't know. I also wasn't like paying attention to TV at like, you know, I didn't, I, I watched that the next day. Like I didn't, we were at yeah. the bar. I wasn't like sitting right. down, you know, watching it, but I would, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you though. I thought, I thought they did an awesome job with, with everything there. Agreed. And it, the thing about that, it just, so clear that there's no trophy that means more in sports than when guys lift that up. Just there's a different look on their face than every other trophy. I mean, no one lifts up that freaking MLB trophy and looks the same. Like when they lift the Stanley yeah. cup, uh, I mean, maybe the Lombardi, Bert. maybe the Lombardi a little bit, but yeah. Shout out to Burkowski, by the way. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Two of them. Um, but yeah, no, the primal screen that OV lets out, like when he grabs it is the perfect example of that. Like awesome. it's literally like a primal mini. Yeah. Love the yard sale when mm. the buzzer sounds. I saw I thought I saw a TikTok the other day and it was like, here's every the last five seconds of every Stanley Cup clinching game since like 2011. And that was the first thing I noticed was like you 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 smack the gloves off or you throw them up and the sticks go flying, the helmets go. I through. love the goalies always have a tough time with it. It's always yeah. funny. To like, watch. yeah, because they have the 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 pads and they're they look like a dog like scratching their ear, yeah. like trying to get it off. It's great. It's it's fantastic. Um those are both very good ones. I am gonna uh take a personal one. I'm taking my friends, the new Sean and Cassidy Allenby. I have to take them. I have to take the board of tremendous wedding, a Baltimore wedding for two tremendous people. And uh, Sean has definitely been mentioned on this pod as a former Maryland employee, no longer works in Maryland anymore. They're now in Greece and they're just two awesome people. So they deserve to be mentioned on this show. Shout out to love, love is your Nick Henry medley, Maryland. Love, love. I love, love. I love, yeah. love. And between two genuine people like that, it's even better. It's even better. Any honorable mentions? Also weddings in Baltimore, weddings in Fells Point. Shout out to that. Yeah, an enjoyable after party that I yes parents at. Tremendous banks came in, celebrity appearance after the wedding was over. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And and the and reveal yeah sheesh and uh, the reveal that you know the real arena football fans will know the Twitter personality of of El Dutch also at this wedding. Shout out to him. Live and well. Yeah. We, One we, of the great legends. The former toast, legends of Baltimore. We Twitter. toasted to our fallen Ravens. It was. Yes, we did. Somber moments and a joyous occasion. Yes. Yes. Um, any honorable mentions? I was going to put love because I'm going, I'm in a wedding on Friday. So. Oh, love is so in the air. Oh my goodness. I love that. It's summertime. It's wedding time. It is. It's wedding season, baby. 
You want to, you want, can I give an honorable mention to Banks and his, and his prolific golf blogging right now? Cause I'm going to do that. Prolific over golf two, blogging. Over right two now. mil on the month. Yeah. Love that. Top five. All right. So you're blogging weeks. a lot too. Where are you guys finding all this time? Are you, I see new blogs from you guys, like multiple blogs every day. Have a kid and you wake up at 6 a.m. I love it. I love it. I'm reading so much. I'm reading so much more barstoolsports.com than I used to. Really just reading you guys. I'm not really reading a ton of the other people, but um, I'm listening to their pods and things of that nature, but I'm not listening. I'm not reading their blogs. Um, so shout out to, shout out to, I was begging, I was giving it to you, but then I was like, all right, I saw like, I saw the Mike Trout from RDT. So shout out to both of you. Tremendous work. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, Pat Perez for being honest about live golf. Yeah, I, I will say, note. I agree with that. I will say that we, I feel like we have to talk about it. We, that we need a segment for Mike Trout and live golf every single week. Cause we inevitably talk about it. I think the only issue I had with Pat Perez's thing is that I went deeper into the quote and him like lamenting about how he missed the birth of his kid because he felt the need to play in that tournament. I mean, did you really have to play in that tournament? Like I understand it. Like there are FedEx point cup points and things on the line and you're trying to like, you know, keep your status and things of that nature, but that might just be yeah, a priority. It was a little thing. Tough. Yeah. I mean, Phil skipped the U S open just for the graduation of one of his kids, which is like, all right, come on, like move your graduation. Phil's trying to get the elusive U S open out here. Like I, I can't feel too bad for Pat Perez, whose all-time career earnings are twenty-eight million dollars. Yeah, I, I'm not looking. You for, know, no, I know you're. Not. I agree with you. I love that he just said like, "This is a lottery ticket. I'm not a good professional golfer anymore. I'm taking the money and running." Yeah, Fair I enough. Better than Brooks. Better than Brooks, who has just. I mean, I, what an unbelievable. I don't know who's advising him on PR, but it's clearly nobody because. He, he is just every week. I mean, this is just what he does is brutal. I mean, and I thought he was like a little, I thought he had, he was savvy. Like Patrick Reed couldn't be less savvy, whatever, like whatever he says, he, yeah. he's, I mean, him like talking about how he's going to like play less, like there's going to be like 18, like, there's gonna be like 14 live events next year. If you play the four majors, it's 18. And like, like I think Rory and JT played 24 times in the PGA tour last year. Like it's not that much less, but um, God, Brooks Kepka, it's tough. It is tough, tough to watch from a PR perspective. I don't, um, I wonder what Nicolo Bolcher is doing with Brooks here. I like to know what Nike's doing with him. That too. I'm more interested in Nike and what they do with guys, um, or like what Puma does with Bryson. Because now when you get the big guys that are actually like anchoring commercials and things of that nature, now you guys have to make decisions. Like no disrespect to someone like Taylor Gooch, but like, you know, <laughs> it's not, he's not exactly like people aren't like watching. Oh my God, you have Taylor Gooch. They have logo on Taylor Gooch. Um, you know, so yeah, live golf. Um, that's enough for this week's episode of the X52 podcast. Appreciate everyone listening. Make sure to follow the boys on Twitter at Barstool Banks, at E-D-I-T-T-I. I I didn't even spell it. Follow Eric's Twitter. I'm not spelling it. I'm not spelling it. Did I get it? Sometimes I'm in the middle of it, and I think I've put too many I's or too many T's, and I'm like, ah, 
tough. Um, you can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow the podcast at exit 52 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure to support Jimmy seafood Thread level midnight and fed thrill 20% off with the promo code X 52. Get some sunglasses. It's freaking hot. It was very hot today. Very, very hot today. And we'll see you next time on the exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's seafood.